1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. While it's a new year, it promises to be a fascinating one in California politics and It's already off to a raucous start with the chaos we saw on the floor of the House of Representatives, with California Republican Kevin McCarthy trying over and over again to get elected Speaker of the House. But that's just the beginning of what might unfold over the next 12 months as we get closer and closer to the 2024 elections. For more, we're going to chat today with David McEwen, Professor of Politics at Sonoma State University. He joins us on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline. David, thank you, as always, for being with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. Enjoy the show. Well, we're here to talk about what we expect will happen and and then something we didn't expect like this crazy standoff with kevin mccarthy and the vote for speaker takes place so are we fools in trying to predict uh, what does lie ahead in 2023 you know one of the interesting things about elections and certainly about california
2: politics and national politics these days is all the rules and assumptions are out the window Uh, and what that means is that the issues even that we thought that were important in the midterm elections in november 2022, they may not be the same issues that uh, reappear as we head to 2024. You have dramatic changes uh, within Sacramento, obviously, dramatic changes uh, with the Republicans and on Capitol Hill. All of that portends, I think, uh, gives us all a a moment to pause in terms of making any predictions. It's going to be a wild, wild off year, that's for sure.
1: What does what's happened on the House floor say about how the Republicans are going to govern now that they have the House majority again and how much they're even going to be able to achieve over the next two years? All right. I think there are a couple of challenges for the Republicans. Obviously, the two big
2: ones that most analysts and observers are paying attention to is raising the debt ceiling limit uh, this summer and refunding the government, the government uh, funded through the end of the fiscal year, September 30th. Republicans are going to have a difficult time uh, corralling the votes for either one of those, both of which are absolutely necessary because of being held hostage by uh, the MAGA slash Freedom Caucus uh, caucuses, because there's uh, four Freedom Caucuses or versions of that on the Republican side. In addition, uh, beyond Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, beyond, mm-hmm. beyond an Afghanistan investigation. What will Republicans do relative to all of that is going to be problematic. I think it puts those particular issues, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, the. The withdrawal from Afghanistan, the uh, weaponization, as they call it, of the FBI and the Justice Department puts all of those things on hold. And if you look at procedures and such, uh, that makes uh, the March, the end of March, uh, early April time period, a very critical one uh, for uh, the House in general, all the while uh, Democrats sitting on the sideline uh, uh, for what's been going on here uh, the last couple of days.
1: And they've got to be enjoying this chaotic dysfunction. So March, April, I mean, that might be when we see President Biden declare his intentions for next year. How long do you think he can wait before he tells people he is, in fact, running in 2024?
2: I think you, you will begin to see uh, quite rapidly uh, additional pressure on him to do th- uh, and that's partly because of what Donald Trump is doing in the background, what Republicans are doing in the background, that the chaos that we see with the Republican Party and who's leading the Republican Party moving forward. That puts pressure on, on Joe Biden. It would be uh, important for him to declare early, uh, to declare often and loudly uh, his intentions uh, to put all of that to rest. But right now, obviously, Democrats are going to sit on the sidelines. And I would think that that April Fool's date, uh, ironically, is going to loom large uh, for for both parties in terms of what what they're doing and where they're headed. We also have a number of rules to work out for who's going to be first uh, on the primary side and, and what's right. going to happen with Nevada, for example, South Carolina. All of that has to work out. So that's probably through the first quarter of, of this year.
1: Do you think Democrats will be content to say, look, let the Republicans make a mess of things and show what kind of leaders they are or are not? And we'll just stay over here and, you know, present Joe Biden as a consensus nominee for another term. Or do you think someone steps forward from within the party to challenge Biden from the left if he does run again, as we expect he will?
2: I think uh, that's a that's a great question, Doug. Here's why. I, I think that there will be some folks who will initially explore uh, some movement from the left. They won't be successful uh but they will uh, put out some feelers uh, in that regard because they want to be ready to to leap in one thing that i've been surprised about and this may change due to uh what's happened with air travel and with uh southwest airlines mm-hmm. is you know you would expect someone like mayor uh pete Buttigieg or secretary mayor uh, uh mayor buddha judge to move out, if you will, and to explore uh, alternatives outside the administration. He's not going to be able to do that, I think, in the near term, given the holiday travel debacle. Uh, It's going to... pressure on him to see this through combined with the infrastructure bill so democrats are going to r- want to run that table a little bit in terms of what is going on they did that yesterday when the president uh, went to uh, have that bipartisan meeting with mitch mcconnell in kentucky so i think all of that slow rolls people who normally would leave the administration or think about leaving the administration while at the same time perhaps a person from the left or two explores a possible run i don't think they go so far as to even form a presidential exploratory committee
1: there's been talk about Ro Khanna from San Jose as a potential progressive standard bearer from the left running for president, but he might also have his eye on uh, Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. We, we assume she's going to finish out her term and announce this spring that she'll retire after 2024, but uh, that means behind the scenes there are a lot of people sort of getting ready for the free-for-all to succeed her. How, how do you handicap the the potential contenders there?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you really have nailed it there. I mean, someone like Ro who has been looking to run from the progressive side of the Democratic Party to uh, upset the kind of the dominant narrative of Democrats wants to be center as, as a logical choice, kind of like Kevin DeLeon a few years ago uh, when when he ran uh, as well. But look, Diane Feinstein is a juggernaut. Uh, she leaves when she decides she wants to leave, whenever that is. And that doesn't look like anytime soon. Uh, and if I was advising someone like Ro Khanna, uh, I think you're tilting at windmills. But he's not the only one who wants to position himself. And similarly, It's like exploring a run against Joe Biden from the left. You want to be positioned to leap in if that opportunity arises. So obviously someone like Adam Schiff is -hmm. going to be looking at that. You're going to have others who want to be able to leap in. And I don't think you can remove even the name of of the governor uh, on that short list who potentially would want to be there uh, because he has obviously raised his national profile. But I think more broadly, what that points to is Democrats are facing generational change and pressure from below to move up. They have a, a really deep farm team of folks who are ambitious and looking for change. And more broadly, we also see that, I think, moving forward for the state legislature. You've got more than half the legislature that starts to term limit. That, mm-hmm. 2024, 2026. So everyone has is forming an exploratory committee or a potential committee for 2026. I don't even know how many people have registered for an insurance commissioner or a potential uh, mm-hmm. statewide office uh, run uh, on, the, uh, on the Democratic side, because they're all forming exploratory committees for lieutenant governor, for insurance commissioner, and the like.
1: Well, we're out of time, but thanks yeah. as always. Um, Thank you for being with us. David McEwen, who teaches at Sonoma State. Thanks for being with us, David. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure,
0: Doug.